0: The demand on your time as a business owner is infinite. With so much going on, it's easy to be pulled in every direction, in particular into things that may not be serving you, your clients or your business. And the realities of saying yes to the wrong things can be a drain on your time and energy. These requests can pull you further away from your goals and your priorities from both a professional and personal standpoint, if you're not careful. And here's the thing you are the gatekeeper to your calendar, your focus, your time, and your energy. Now, how's that for empowerment? In today's episode, I'm going to break down a simple process for helping you be more deliberate in guarding what's important to you and taking ownership over your yes. Are you ready? Let's go. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner, who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I'm thrilled you hit play today because we both know that there is a lot of things vying for your attention and your time, more so than ever before. Social media has gotten really good at feeding us our interests to keep us in the platform. Our phone, our PC, our devices – It's all pinging at us nonstop. And let's be honest, there's always someone wanting something from us. And I guess in some ways, it's easy to feel like you're in the tide rather than riding the wave. Here's the thing if you get to the end of the day or week feeling like you've been nonstop and yet you're not delivering on your commitments that you made to yourself or your business, that may just be a sign it's time to put a little more structure around your yeses and nos. And for a little extra context, I think it might be pertinent at this point to remind you of the famous Annie Dillard quote, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Oof, that one hit hard, right? It's too easy to fill our days and weeks with tasks, appointments, and jobs that are not in alignment with the big vision of your business, with your goals and your life priorities. And in some ways, this is also interlinked with busy work. I know you have big plans for not only your business, but also for your life. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you today in order for you to realize your big goals, then you need to guard your yeses with absolute gusto. So with all of that said, let's get into it. Phase one is about getting crystal clear on what's important. So the first piece of the puzzle here is to understand your top three priorities in life and also in business. And you can bundle them together or you can separate them out. So for me, I have bundled them together And what this looks like is essentially taking a moment to think about what are the non-negotiables for you? What are the things that are so important that you're not prepared to compromise on? So you probably already know what these are, but it's also a good process to go through to step through and pull them out and to think about what these priorities actually mean to you. For me, my top three priorities are number one my family, number two, my health and self-care, and number three, my clients. In no particular order, they're the three things that are my priorities. Other examples that might fit into this is your faith, money, your partner, hours that you work, so on and so forth. It's unique to you and there's no one right set of priorities. It all comes back to what's important to you and your business. Now, when it comes to your priorities, does that mean that they always come first. To be fair, that's not exactly realistic. But by understanding what's important to you, you will use your priorities as somewhat of a filter for understanding what you are willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And if you're constantly casting aside your priorities, and these are the big rocks in your life, if you're constantly casting aside your priorities, then there is something that's definitely worth considering here. Now, the second part of this phase is to know your goals. If you haven't already done so, setting goals is essentially like setting the tone for what you want to achieve in the year. And not everybody loves the process of setting goals. And part of that's because they don't really know how to set meaningful goals. And when you set goals that are not measurable, then there's a chance that you might not hit those goals. And then that creates a little bit of a disconnect between What you're achieving and what you thought you would achieve. And one of the most common aspects of that is that I see people setting only financial goals. Now, even if you have a very predictable business and you might know where a lot of your income is coming from, it still is something that's out of your control. There could be elements like, well, we are in a pandemic. There could be elements that derail that financial goal. And therefore, you feel like you haven't achieved anything in your business, which is not. Actually, necessarily the case. So, I like to use a process for goal setting, and I've spoken about this a number of times on the podcast before, but I like to go forward into the vision. So, we start at the top, we then work out the annual goal, and then we work out the quarterly goal as well, and ensuring that the goals are set around the actions or the things that you want to achieve in your business. And yes, financial might be a part of that, but what else do you want to achieve in your business? Much like setting goals inside your business. It's also important to know what you're wanting to achieve on a personal level as well. Having personal goals in addition to your business goals is also key to knowing what's important to say yes to and what's important to say no to. So here's an example I mentioned in my birthday episode that we are undertaking a massive renovation this year. So that entails us moving out of the house for six plus months, depending on delays with COVID and whatnot. And there's going to be a lot of personal commitment for me in terms of liaising with the builders and extra things like that. So... There's been a lot of uncertainty around when the build's going to start and just, you know, signing the contracts and things like that. There's something that I've been working on in my business, but I couldn't set a launch date because I knew that I needed to understand when we were moving out of the house and when things were really going to ramp up there. I did not want to have an overlap between launching and also with this major component of this life goal that we have coincide. It just would have created too much stress for me. So that's why knowing what you're wanting to achieve personally, will be interlinked with your business decisions as well. You might be wondering, what's the difference between your top three priorities and your goals? Well, they are quite different in the sense that your priorities are essentially the themes in your life, but the goals are the exact things that you're working on. And I do encourage you to go through both processes. The next step in this phase is to block out time based on your goals and your priorities. And this is a lovely extension of what I was just talking about a moment ago in terms of the build and knowing when things are happening in terms of big goals that's going on in your business and also in your life, but also just overlaying that with the key priorities. Now, for me, I'll just take out as an example, my things. So my three top priorities, as I mentioned before, is my family, my health and self-care, and also my clients. So first and foremost, my calendar is blocked out with my client calls and my client commitments. And then after that is the time that I'm spending with the family. I have school-aged children, as I've mentioned on the show before. I block out after-school hours so that I'm running the kids around to activities and whatnot. The third part of that is also my health and self-care. Now, one of the things that I'm wanting to implement this year is to have every second Friday off. And so I've gone into my calendar and I've blocked out every second Friday. And the reason why I've done that is because sometimes I do do a little bit of work on the weekend because it just kind of works. But I really wanted to have a day where the kids are at school and I could just have a day just to myself. And that might be for running appointments for the build. It might be going and catching up with a friend for lunch. It might be meeting a friend for coffee or a walk or something like that, but not feeling like that's taking time away from my business or my clients or anything like that. So when you're really clear on what's important for you in terms of your priorities and your goals, taking that extra step to block it out also allows you to know that when something comes up, do I actually have time to fit that in? Because first of all, the important things have been locked and loaded into the calendar. And I look at this in some ways a little bit like saving. So my mum and dad taught me from a very young age, if you want to save, you take the money out of your account straight away and put it away rather than waiting until the end of the week to put away whatever's left. Because let's face it, a little bit like money, time can be similar in that we'll spend whatever we've got and not necessarily on the important things either, There's also this really great story, I don't know if it's real or not, of a professor who gets up in front of his students and talks about a jar and he has rocks, pebbles and sand and things like that. And this is a really great way to understand the process that I'm talking about here. So if you're interested to go a little bit deeper on this philosophy, then I'll tag that in the show notes rather than diving deeper into that. Now, we're going to move on to phase two, which is the practicalities of making aligned choices. So obviously, we've got the framework in place. We know what our priorities are. We know what our goals are. We've set aside time. We're really, really clear on all of that. But how do we then decide when something comes in, is it the right thing for us? So first and foremost, a good starting point is to understand, does this thing, Align with my goals and my priorities? This is the number one question that you need to keep coming back to yourself. And it's such a powerful question when you actually properly ask yourself, rather than just trying to figure it out in your mind, does this thing align? And this comes down to everything from who you work with to how you spend your time, what you say yes to, and what you say no to. And the reality is, is that every yes comes at a cost. That means that the time that you spend on that one piece means that you may not have time to spend on another piece, which is why having this one governance question of does this align with my goals and my priorities? The second part of the practicalities of making aligned choices is to let go of what no longer serves you. And all sorts of mindset things can come up when it comes to this one because if we're honest it's tough to let go someone once shared with me many years ago and you've probably heard this before but maybe you haven't i don't know things come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and i've come back to that so many times over especially when it comes to things that are a season because you know a season can last a year a season could last five years. But the truth is, is that sometimes you need to make room. You need to make space for what's next, for this next version of your life, for this next version of your business. And that doesn't need to be a profound, huge, big step forward, but it's what you're actually working towards rather than, you know, what's worked for you in the past. And, I'm not going to go into big detail here because I think that you know what I'm talking about here, letting go of what no longer serves you. And then the third piece, when it comes to the practicalities of making aligned choices, is to consider what is the impact of saying yes. And if we come back to the example that I said before, where when I was mapping out my launch dates for my new project, I could have just said, yep, I'm going to put it into the diary for this time. I know that I've got the build going on, but, you know, I'm just going to make it work. But I actually stood back and I thought to myself, okay, let's stop for a moment and think about if I'm to lock and load this date and it's to overlap with moving out and I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I'm going to bring this really stressful energy into the launch and the impact of that on my family, which is a key priority in my life, is that I will be cranky. I will be stressed out. I will be biting everybody's head off for leaving the Vegemite lid off. Well, that's actually usually me. I usually leave the Vegemite lid off, but do you know what I mean? I would have been, you know, really edgy and the people that I love would have probably copped that the most. So I had to ask myself the question, what is the impact of saying yes to putting in a launch date when I didn't really understand what was going to happen with this build. And in some ways, you've got to constantly be assessing what's the risk return on all of the key actions. Now, everything in your business and your life isn't going to be as large as you know moving house and launching all at the same time, but there's still micro moments that will have an impact. Your yes will have an impact. So just taking that extra little step to go, what's the impact of that? That will give you clarity on what that right decision is in that moment. And then phase three in the process is the art of saying no. (laughs) All right, I'm talking to the people pleasers here and there might be a few of you out there. Oh my goodness, saying no can be tricky. But the truth is, is that owning your yes is as much about owning your no. So when it comes to saying no, I encourage you to think about what is the way that feels comfortable for you? And maybe there might need to be a little bit of rehearsal around what does that look like or maybe even practicing writing no ahead of time. So let's take, for example, I mentioned earlier clients. So let's say you're taking your business in a new direction and that means that you're no longer accepting a certain type of client in your business. So rather than waiting for that client inquire to work with you and then responding, perhaps maybe it's about having a canned email or a templated email that hasn't got all of the emotional... Elements that you might put into a no email. You've already drafted it when you're totally clear on why you're not taking this type of client or doing this type of work moving forward. And it's really clear, it's really concise, and it's really on brand. It's not written from a reactive space. So saying no is easier when you don't have all these emotional ties to it. I think ultimately, when it comes to saying no, it's important to remember that it's okay. To enforce your boundaries. And that's what this is all about putting up a boundary around your priorities and also around your goals. This does not mean, though, that things are so rigid that it's black or white. There's always going to be a matter of grey in there. But by having these tools in your toolkit, it will definitely make it much easier for you to figure out if something's sitting in the grey, which side of the fence does that sit on, the yes or the no? The other thing to remember when it comes to saying no, and again, this comes back to the people pleasers, that you do not need to put other people's priority ahead of your own. You do not. If you have a track record of doing that, I encourage you flex that no muscle. And here's the thing in business, I've experienced pushback and no's and all the things from other people, and I cast zero judgment on that. In fact, I applaud them good on you. I'm so glad that you enforced your boundary. I just think that it's marvelous, even if that means that it's not the right thing for me. There it is, the three phases to help you figure out your yeses and your noes. Simple, yet highly effective. This episode has been all about amplifying your awareness, to help you to figure out what's important so that you can decipher your yes from your no. What if you were to be more intentional about prioritizing you, your business and your goals? What if you were to let go of the things that no longer served you? What exciting things would be in store for you and your business? Boss, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. You get to choose, always. And this is just another conversation that keeps you in the driver's seat of your life and your business. It's key to remember that busy may not necessarily be better. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Please take a screenshot of where you're listening to it, along with your favorite takeout. Be sure to tag me so that I can reshare it on my platform too. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.